0: I but I never change them Liars, cheats, and hypocrites
1: Not the time for saving An overplay by Allen He comes up with a defensive jam He goes all the way come Oh come. my And one Oh my And he's flexing on them.
0: 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Gonzaga has time to do
1: something. Sucks for the win. Oh, yes. Oh, oh. You're listening to the Bet the Juice Podcast with your hosts, Cody Mitchell and Connor Holiday. Bet the Juice Podcast. Cody Mitchell, Connor Holiday here. We've basically done all of the Power 5 conferences, Connor. Well, Power 5, we have I don't even know. That's a weird word to say in today's age of college football and college sports in general with all the moving parts there. But, yeah, the Power 5 is covered for this year, and now we have everybody else. Yep. Um, Which,
0: like, if you've listened to this episode before, like last season, I had a lot more teams to talk about, but obviously, like, Cincinnati, UCF, BYU all making the move to the Power 5 – Like, we already covered them. So, this is going to be a little bit shorter, but we want to make sure, like, obviously we're about to start off with Notre Dame, but also, like, any group of five teams that we, like, really have our eyes on, kind of want, like, at least for me, I have some of, like, my teams that I'm leaning on to win the conference. So.
1: I have some of that, too, and I have some teams that I just, I saw the number, And I want to kind of get ahead of it before the number changes because I don't think the casual better is betting a lot. And Uh, we should say, too, I do, for me, I feel like the majority of people that bet are casual bettors. Mm -hmm. They're not people that are going to bet. Even if they're betting year-round, it's still casual. And it's not in-depth. There's no research behind it. And then once a number comes out and somebody really falls in love with it, and it starts to become a trend, it changes. So there are some... some I mean, some of the win totals I have that I'm going to give out today are three and a half, four, something like that, just some teams to touch on here. You can always prey on the bottom half of college football as well.
0: We'll get to the bottom half of college football But obviously...
1: Yeah, but obviously there is still one big boy we have not covered yet, and that is the Notre Dame Fighting Irish Connor.
0: Exactly. That's where we'll get started. Win total sitting at an 8.5 on FanDuel and a 9 on DraftKings. If you're feeling frisky, playoff odds sitting at a plus 750 on FanDuel. Just looking over the schedule, starting off the season, Week 0 in Dublin, Ireland against Navy. Then you follow that up with a home game against Tennessee State, away game at NC State, home game against uh, Central Michigan. Then you have the vaunted home game against Ohio State. Then follow that up with an <laughs> tough tough game to bounce back with at Duke. Then you do then you do have to go to at Louisville. After that tough stretch, you have your first of two buys right before you play USC at home. Then you have another quick buy or no wait, No, I read that wrong. Damn it. Okay. Play USC right after Louisville. Then you have the buy. Then you are at home against Pitt. Get your, or then you have at Clemson, your second buy, home against Wake Forest and at Stanford. Very tricky reading the schedule, trying to figure out exactly where the buys are. Uh, So Marcus Freeman's first season was full of ups and downs. How can they get back to the playoff? After having some inconsistent quarterback play uh, and both quarterbacks hitting the portal, they needed to find an answer and got that answer in top transfer quarterback Sam Hartman from Wake Forest, who obviously, if you listen to this podcast, has had a very, very successful career. He's like the
1: all-time touchdown leader in the ACC. Yeah, I so, mean,
0: like, some of his stats are, like, amongst top ten in all of college football history. So, I mean, obviously he puts up numbers. Very interested to see how he could do, like, was he a product of the Wake Forest system, or did he just take that Wake Forest system to its full potential? Uh, they return half of a great duo as Audric Estine, Uh, who ran for 920 yards and 11 touchdowns return, and they did end up losing Logan Diggs to the portal. Uh, Watch for Chris Tyree to get more work and transfer Devin Ford from Penn State to make a quick impact. Uh, Wide receiver has some questions, as none of their returning players had 400 yards. Not good. And obviously the biggest piece, Michael Mayer, is no longer there. After having I think I forgot to write down his stats,
1: but the all time like security blanket for like a team in the last ten years. Like so, yeah. worst case scenario, just chuck at the mic.
0: Yeah. So they will need uh Jaden Thomas, Tobias Merriweather, and Devin Colsey to step up and they also added Caleb Smith from Virginia Tech in the portal. Uh the O line returns three starters, including future first rounder Joe Alt. I mean NFL teams have already started drooling over this kid. Could be very close to a top 10 pick when it's all said and done. Uh, The defense has reason for optimism as they return eight starters. Uh, The biggest question is the D-line as they return both tackles but need to replace both ends, especially one of those ends being uh, Isaiah Foskey, who I think ended his career as the – yep had the school record for sacks, uh, obviously big shoes to fill. Uh, They returned all linebackers, and the secondary did only lose one starter. So when it comes to the fighting Irish, buddy, how are you looking?
1: It's tricky here because I think think it's going to be eight or nine. It's right at the number. It's a great number here, and it's something I probably wouldn't actually play. But I chalked up three losses at Clemson, home against USC, and home against Ohio State. I think those three teams are way more talented than them.
0: I think... I do think the Clemson and the USC games are a lot closer to 50-50 than a lot of people think, but I do understand your reasoning behind it. I do think, like, I don't want to say the Ohio State game is an auto loss, but, like, 75-25 maybe.
1: Yeah, I think it's around that number for... For me, at least, for those three games there. And then it comes, they have some auto wins in there. And then it comes down to these games here NC State at Duke, at Louisville, home against Pitt, home against Wake Forest, which, for obvious reasons, Sam Hartman leaving Wake Forest, going to Notre Dame. I'm assuming everybody there is going to, at Wake Forest, is going to give everything they have to try to pull an upset there. And are they winning four of those games? I don't think so. I, even the numbers that I have ran here, they should be like, 10 point favorites on a neutral to Duke I really don't think this team's 10 points better than Duke on a neutral field at all and if you listen to a lot of guys like out of Wake Forest like Wake granted they're writers for Wake Forest so they're obviously a little bit biased The nobody's worried about Mitch Griff's coming in and being basically just being Sam Hartman
0: yeah but I think a lot of that leans on the fact that he's been in the system well not been in the system like we talked about when we talked about wake force he's been at the school for i think three or four years
1: but so, doesn't that kind of prove my point though but no no I, I
0: i get what you're saying like you think that maybe a little bit more yeah. product of system than what we're willing to give at.
1: yeah i think sam hartman's definitely better than mitch chris by all means he set records in the ACCs. he's a fantastic quarterback but is he as good as we think in a new system, I don't know yet. I would lean under, but it's not something I'm going to rush to the counter to bet on or anything like that.
0: So I'm on the over 8.5 because I do think like floor is 9 for this team. I really think so. I The, the defense, and especially with the, having the defensive-minded head coach, obviously there's a lot of transition on offense. But at the same time, this could be the best quarterback Notre Dame has had since Brady Quinn. Maybe. But like also look at if you look at their schedule last season, they still ended up going nine and four despite the inefficiencies at quarterback. Obviously the Ohio State game was a lot closer than either one of us expected. Obviously do lose some Marshall by five and then the embarrassing loss to Stanford 14 to 16 but then like the only other loss was to USC which I mean you can understand that so that coupled in with the fact that I think the Clemson game and the USC game are a lot closer to 50 50 than like leaning the other side I think they can real. I think they could really hit this over I will say that though looking at the schedule man that away. Schedule is rough at NC State, at Duke, at Louisville, at Clemson. Screw Stanford. But still, I mean, that's – those road games are going to be tough, but I still think that they could get over. I'm, I'm believing in Sam Hartman is a good quarterback and it wasn't so much of the system. By the way, just looking at this, obviously – Ohio State game is the highest ticket price looking on yeah. ESPN. How much do you think it's as low as?
1: The lowest price I'm going to say two ten. That could
0: I mean that's closer to the USC. Well, and Clemson one uh, five hundred and twenty six is the lowest. Yeah, tickets as low as five hundred and twenty six dollars.
1: That's there's a lot of things you can do for five hundred twenty six dollars that are better than that. You could go to, you could buy season t- tickets to like two different Mac schools.
0: More than likely, you could probably buy season tickets to the whole Mac.
1: I don't know about that. Like, I guess. Well, so like, right state season tickets I've looked into a lot are like hundred and eighty per seat. So, I mean, maybe, but there's more games too. Yeah, so, it could yeah. be caveat with that. But football is bigger than basketball. Yeah. Know.
0: On to the Tulane Green Wave. Win total sitting at a nine and a half on DraftKings and FanDuel. AAC odds sitting at a plus 210. Also at a plus 100 for them to make the conference championship game. Uh, After the biggest turnaround going from two wins to 12 wins, how can Tulane continue to ride the green wave?
1: I refuse to laugh at that, by the way. I refuse to laugh that's at that. That's a good joke. It's a good dad that, That's a great joke for Tom. Tom would would be a man from Kansas would love that.
0: They start off the season at home against South Alabama. Then you have a very big game against Ole Miss at home. Then you have a way game at Southern Miss home against Nichols home against UAB at Memphis home against North Texas at Rice at ECU home against uh, Tulsa at FAU and then ending the season with a big game in the American home against UTSA. So on offense, while some pieces are changing at wide receiver and running back, the biggest piece quarterback, Michael Pratt, is back after having a phenomenal season. He will be without his top two pass catchers and all-world running back, Tajay Spears, um, Shady Clayton Johnson or Clayton Johnson will be asked to be the lead back. He was a former four-star out of high school before transferring to Tulane. And uh, Jaquan Jackson will be asked to lead the wide receivers after having 554 yards. Good news is in front of Pratt, the O line does return all or return four starters. Uh, The defense will need some work as they lose their top five tacklers and their D.C. But there's some reason for optimism as they return their top pass rusher, Darius Hodge, and both corners, Jarius Monroe and Lance Robinson. So when it comes to the green wave, buddy, how are you looking?
1: I'm going to go over here a little worried that maybe just last year was like a a miracle year and just kind of a flash in the pan, but I think more than anything, this team is more, far more talented than every team in the AAC and the momentum they built off of that win against USC last year should propel them and should give this team a ton of confidence and like you said, Pratt is back. Yes, yeah, Spears is gone but Pratt is back and he was the like... He was the engine. Yeah, and he was like a vocal leader and a guy that was really out there and I think with him that should be able to Get us to like, I think it's a double digit season. It's eight and a half, correct? Nine and a half. It's nine and a half. Okay, I wrote that down wrong. I still like it. I think they go over here. I think 10 wins, and I probably, obviously, should be the favorites to win the American.
0: Yeah, I'm going to be, I'm not going to officially bet it, but I'm leaning over. I do like the plus 210 to win the American because, like, I just think talent wise, they are above everybody in the AAC.
1: Yeah, like my power ratings have them ahead of Baylor. Missouri, Arkansas, Florida, UCLA, Pittsburgh—they're
0: going to be pegged as a top twenty-five team to start the season. I guarantee. Oh
1: yeah, they—they they always throw like the one mid-major, mid-major group of five team in there to kind of compensate for that.
0: We'll say the beginning of the season, starting off with South Alabama and Ole Miss. It will be tough, but you do get the yeah, exactly. On to the UTSA Roadrunners. meet me.
1: I, 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 that's one of those. I'll get you that soundbite just for you because I love you, and that would make you very happy. But I don't like it. it it's.
0: I think it's a great little chain. It's funny. Know. It's funny.
1: I, I guess so. It just. I. I don't know.
0: Uh, win total sitting at a seven and a half on DraftKings and FanDuel. AAC odds sitting at a plus four seventy. Uh, just looking at the schedule, started off with at Houston home against Texas State, home against Army, at Tennessee, at Temple, home against UAB, at FAU, home against ECU, at North Texas, uh, home against Rice, home against UCF, or USF, I apologize. And then, like we talked about with Tulane, ending it at Tulane, uh, after winning back-to-back conference USA championships, how will year one in the AAC go? And I just want to preface this before we talk, like dive into the team. To an extent, this is a jump up in competition. I know it's going from Group of Five conference to Group of Five, but the teams in the American talent-wise are, I want to say, significantly better but the level of competition is a lot more than what it is in conference USA. Granted, like I said, this is the team that has won back-to-back conference USA t- titles. The the last two seasons they have been a true force. So, I think that they are they are the most team ready to make this jump into the American out of all the teams that will be joining. Uh The offense will be loaded as they return star quarterback Frank Harris for his fifth season. While they do lose one running back, they return leading rusher Kavarian Barnes, who had a 6.3-yard per carry average last season. Uh, Zachariah Franklin hitting the portal late will hurt after leading the team in receiving, but they do return all other top pass catchers, which is very significant. The O-line does return all five starters. So from an offensive standpoint, this team, I think, will be ready to make that jump. Uh, The defense will have some new faces as they have to replace five starters. But there's still reason for optimism as they return several key players, including linebacker Trey Moore, who led the team in sacks and tackles for loss as a freshman, and the secondary returns three of their four starters. So when it comes to the Roadrunners, how are you looking, buddy?
1: I thought the number was, because the number is 7.5, correct? Yeah, Around I kind of th- thought it was disrespectful. I thought that was very disrespectful. I know they're jumping up in competition. This is going-
0: still an 11-win team last season with a close overtime loss to Houston Diggityer as kind of handed to you by Texas by 21 but then even in their bowl game lost to Troy who was the Sun Belt champion 12 to 18.
1: Yeah, and I think the defense is getting is going to be a lot better. It's like showed shines towards the end of the season. And then Frank Harris, dude, he's been in college for 7 years. Like that dude knows college football and is a very very good college quarterback. And I also have them favored in 9 of their 12 games. So if they just win the games they're favored like that covers it anyway. I don't think Tulane is that's a game that they can win. Mm-hmm. I know it's on the road, but they can win that game. I the, I chalked up Tennessee as a loss, but besides that, every other game is winnable. At Houston, I have them as basically a wash. I, have, I think UTSA is a three – I would have them as a three-point favorite. You have the Holman Road edge, so it would be a wash there.
0: It is weird looking at the schedule and, like, obviously they moved, made the move to the American, but, like, the Houston game isn't even a conference game. No, it's not, yeah. <laughs> it's. I mean, that you're playing a Power 5 team there. Yeah,
1: and I think <laughs> I would put my money on UTSA to win that game too.
0: Yeah, I honestly – like, I wish it was at UTSA, like, last season – but, I mean, even with what, like, Houston's only bringing back, like, a little bit, like, yeah, kind of lean uh, UTSA there. But, like you said, I thought the number was kind of disrespectful. Like, I know there is the jump up in competition, but I'm firmly on the over. I will even have uh play on them to win the AAC. I think it com- like it sucks that they have to end the season against each other.
1: That's probably going to be basically the the American championship yeah
0: I think they play each other back to back weeks
1: yeah do they don't have divisions do they correct I don't think
0: yeah they don't they did away with the division so I mean assuming UTSA and Tulane are at the top like they could play back back you know what's back gonna weeks. happen right
1: neither it's one the are. winner of the regular season game is gonna lose in the conference title game yeah I mean that's happens. just happens so much well except for the Pac-12 where Utah double down yeah Yeah, hundred percent correct.
0: On to the Boise State Broncos win total sitting at eight and a half on DraftKings and FanDuel. Mount West odds sitting at a plus two ten. Just looking at the schedule, starting off the season at Washington, then home against UCF, home against North Dakota, at San Diego State, at Memphis, home against San Jose State, at Colorado State, home against Wyoming. At Fresno State, home against New Mexico, at Utah State, and then home against Air Force. After struggling early and uh, QB change turned their season around, how will this season go for the Broncos? After making the change to Taylen green, Boise State finished 8-2 and and made it to the Mountain West Conference Championship game. Green is a, go- a good dual threat, but there's still some room to grow as a passer. There is a great duo at running back returning with George Halani and Ashton Gent- or T, uh, who combined for 1,978 yards and seven touchdowns. Jalen Green was able to add 586 yards rushing and 10 touchdowns. He also managed to have the team's longest rush of 91 yards. I mean, like I said. Great dual threat. Obviously, like I said, though, room to grow as a passer. Uh, they return all of their top pass catchers, and the O-line does return three starters. The defense will need work after being stellar last season, finishing sixth in total defense in the nation. All told, they will be replacing a total of six starters uh to help out with uh replacements on the defensive line they hit the portal uh the secondary will be a work in progress as they only return one starter and will be having to replace four starters so when it comes to the boise state broncos how are you looking buddy
1: dude that schedule's kind of tough
0: kind of tough but like uh, at washington you could chalk that up as a loss UCF, you battled them before, and you at least get them coming from all the way from Orlando to Boise.
1: Yeah, it's a good thing they scheduled North Dakota, not North Dakota State. I never understand why teams do that. Funny enough, I looked that up. They don't play like any FBS schools this year, North Re- Dakota State. Really? Yeah, which is weird because they always get somebody, and then they always beat somebody, and it's like, why did we schedule them? Like, we don't know. Um, but I don't think it's really inconceivable that they could possibly, on the low end, start 1-3 and three with a loss at San Diego State. Like, I don't think it's a game I would really have them losing, but it's only, like, I would only have it as, like, a six-point spread. But after I just talked shit about them all the time, I think they have a really good running game, and if Green can make any improvements through the air, like he showed... When he took over as starter, I think he only lost two games. Yeah, he, since then, eight,
0: yeah, eight and two was how they finished the season.
1: And then he just continued to improve as a passer and obviously his dynamic runner. I think his team wins nine games though. So, um, if they can get that UCF win for sure, I think this you can already basically cash your ticket.
0: Looking at it, the at Washington games just staring me in the face, and I'm just like over,
1: over. Yeah, it's gonna be a high number. I don't know what it is, but I. Really, only I think the number I had made up for that was twelve, so fifteen with the home split there. Yeah, that's I mean that's respectable. We think high, very highly of Washington, so that should show us what we think about this team.
0: Yeah. So simply put, going over, I think this. I think the floor is nine and three, and I honestly think that there's a good chance that they could be like eleven and one with that lone loss to Washington. I think. They could be like the group of five team that ends up making it into the new year six, but I mean, obviously long season, but i there's just something about watching Taylor Green once he fucking took over. He was like they didn't really know how to stop him. He's a giant. I can't wait for after this next draft. How he's gonna pop up in uh, the first round of mock drafts, like early 2025 mock drafts, and he's gonna he's gonna be in the first round, and people are like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Yeah, like if
1: you get a chance, I know they play late, like that's a great watch at like 11 o'clock on a Saturday. Yeah,
0: I mean he's he's a dog. I think he can really step, like take a step as a passer, but even if even if he can't like even if it's it is what it is as a passer like the run game's going to be unstoppable damn near, you could damn near take a page out of air force's book and just run the triple option
1: I know, I was about to say that, like you you know that both those teams have like really good offenses, Air Force and Boise, but like you just take the under because the clock is just gonna run nonstop. Yeah,
0: it's gonna be two running teams. Especially
1: I mean. with the new rule about the first downs like not stopping yeah, until the a, last two minutes. Fucking stupid. Such ass, a great rule, but
0: stupid ass rule.
1: But yeah, uh, I, I like this team to go over.
0: Yeah, and honestly, like I love that plus two ten to win the Mountain
1: West. Well, dude, the just to win I think it's like plus... I saw it on FanDuel it's like plus 140 to go over as well. So, like, I would take that as yeah. as well. It's just Absolutely. added juice too. All right, now to show some love to some of the other smaller conferences, Connor, we're not going to break down the MAC. I'm sorry to break your heart. We're just not going to go Damn. through all 12 teams in the MAC. Damn. But... If there's some teams in there. I have some that I like too, some totals that I like. Um, I'll let you open the floor up for some Mac schools that you're either in love with or you're really, I really we down were on. Ta- starting off with
0: the Sun Belt. But okay, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Pivot, pivot, pivot. All right, first team I want to talk about in the Mac will be the Ohio Bobcats. Win total sitting at seven and a half on uh, DraftKings and FanDuel. Uh, Mac odds sitting at plus 330. Not going to go reading off the whole schedule. Cause my co-host didn't even bother pulling it up for me, but won't rattle off the schedule. But uh, they did come up short in the conference uh, MAC conference championship game last season. But that was they played that championship game without MAC offensive player of the year Curtis Rorick. I've obviously talked glowingly about this OU team, one of the best or better cover teams last season, even in the MAC. I think that kind of continues like Rourke is going to be co- recovering from a torn ACL that uh, I think it was second to last regular season game is when he suffered it but also at the same time they return uh Mac freshman of the year uh Cy Sa- Bagura who broke out for 1078 yards and 13 touchdowns he also returns the three of his top four pass catchers and Like, the O-line returns three starters. Uh, I mean, defense will need some work as they do return – or they only return six starters, the biggest question. And it's kind of a bit of concern, but the D-line is going to have some issues and some depth issues. Uh, But, like, linebackers return two. And two starters and the uh, secondary should be uh, in good shape as they are returning both their corners. But I absolutely love this over. I think, like, when it comes down to the MAC, in my opinion, it comes down to two teams. It's going to be Ohio and Toledo again. Get to Toledo in a second. But just for the revenge factor, like, that's kind of why I like OU to win the MAC. More than I do Toledo, even though I rode or had Toledo last season. So, I don't know what you think about the Bobcats, or
1: I don't really have like much of a take. I like I agree with you. It's OU or it is Toledo, and for one, if you don't know exactly where we're from, we're in the heart of the MAC. Yeah, like we have we're from like near Columbus, Ohio, where there is six schools in that state that are in the MAC.
0: Yeah, and I... yeah I,
1: Like, how many friends... I could tell you a friend that went to each of those six schools.
0: Yeah, and even, like, Ball State is not that far of a drive.
1: No, not really. And really, Buffalo isn't either. No. It's, like, four or five hours. I, I mean, it's...
0: We are in the heart of Maction.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm going to let you go... To Toledo, because the other two teams that I have in there, I know we share one, two, are a little lower level.
0: All right, so Toledo win total sitting at a nine on DraftKings and a nine and a half on FanDuel. Obviously, can they repeat as the conference champions? Uh, Daquan Finn is back after being All-Max second team, obviously behind Curtis Rorick. Uh, they do return uh, leading rusher Jarquez Stewart. Who uh had seven hundred and seventy yards rushing and four touchdowns. Uh they returned their top two pass catchers and Jawan uh Newton and Devin Maddox also watch out for six five uh Don Merlin or Merlin uh to make an impact. The O line does return four starters. Uh last season, Toledo had the best defense in the Mac. Uh, And I don't expect much drop-off as they return seven starters. And four of those players were all Mac. Uh, The one question will be the D-line as they only return one starter. Uh, The secondary should be their biggest strength as they return all five starters. And that is a unit that was managed to finish 12th in the nation against the pass. So, like there's a lot of reasons to love this Toledo team plus 180 to win the MAC obviously with all that they return. Looking at the All MAC team, like it's it, it, there's Toledo, 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 Toledo. Like this is gonna be a good team. I'm gonna be taking the over nine, little bit of push insurance, but like I think Finn's gonna take a step as a passer. Like I thought he was gonna be the best quarterback in the Mac. Obviously, Rorick was last season. but like that revenge factor for o u is why I lean them to win it. but also, I will have a play on Toledo because I think they're as far as the Mac, like I said, I think these two teams are far and above the two best teams.
1: Yeah, I've had to make a bet. Those two are the teams that are going to be meeting. I was trying to
0: see if there was a way to parlay it for them to be playing each other in the MAC Championship and it wouldn't allow me.
1: Yeah, they they take all the fun out of it, don't they?
0: Boo. Um
1: for me and the MAC here, I'm taking Akron over 4 wins. Okay? Because I think the f- I think this team is at least winning four games and I have push and turns here. So, DJ Irons is back at quarterback. The stats weren't going to blow you away. Ten touchdowns, seven picks. third for 2,700 yards. But he is 6'6", 215, and can run the hell out of the football. And he's a tank, and he's tough to take down here. They lost five games last year by one score. And also, did you know the, the Mac home and road, like, win-loss thing is by far the worst in college football? Like, the oh, home field does not matter. Yeah. Basically in the Mac. Because it's yeah. Tuesday night games, and... Anything fucking happens. It's fucking Oh, you could lose to Kent. Like, you don't know. Yeah. It's crazy. And Joe Moorhead, in his first year, got this team. They only won two games last year, but like I said, they were in basically the majority of their games when they entered conference play. And he just continues to bring in guys from, he got a player from South Carolina, Florida, Illinois, VT, including Lorenzo Lagarde, who was the Gatorade Player of the Year in Florida. And that's, in Florida, that's a big deal. Like I know it didn't work out for him at, at the University of Florida, but that's a guy you bring in that's coming to Akron, Ohio to play football. That guy's going to tear up in the MAC. And I, <laughs> I don't think this is the Akron team that we normally just fade, 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 and they win two or three games. I think this team can get possibly to a bowl game. All so, right, all right. And then let's talk about oh. this team. Oh. And do you have you don't have any others, right? No, that's okay. it for the Mac.
0: This is, I'll let you start. We're bringing up the rear with the Kent State Golden Flashes win total setting at a 2.5. This
1: breaks my heart because you know how much we love their basketball team? Oh, And now uh, we yeah. have to do with, deal with this. Yeah,
0: I mean, it, it's going to be tough. Uh, from a roster turnover and coaching turnover perspective, no team was hit harder than Kent State, in my opinion. Uh, according to ESPN, they have the lowest returning production in the nation 19% on offense and 25% overall. The offense returns no starters. The defense returns five starters and they return their punter and kicker.
1: None of those guys on defense started the start of last season either. That's crazy. Like if you take the depth chart from last year to this year, zero.
0: And like I said, they didn't experience some coaching turnover as they lost their head coach, OC and DC. They did add several portal players, but there's still several questions all over this uh roster. Just gonna say we're on or I'm on the under two and a half. I'm and, heavily on the under. And this is gonna be a team that until Vegas catches up. I'm gonna be fading heavily. They will be my Colorado.
1: Yeah, they're unfortunately that's what it's gonna be. Um, guess that line neutral field. This is his power rating system here. Kent State UMass. On a neutral. UMass. No.
0: N- Kent State minus a half a point.
1: One. <laughs> it's one. It's one. It's <laughs> hey, UMass. Hey, I was pretty fucking close. Yeah, so. It is UMass bad that's terrible. So the only game that I really like central Connecticut state is a terrible FCS program. They're basically UMass of the FCS essentially. So yeah. I'll give them that win, but there's no other, I don't care how crazy I know. I just use that analogy about crazy action on Tuesday, but
0: I, I like, I don't even know if they're, if they do and bite us in the ass it, it will uh, thoroughly surprise us, but I don't know if they're going to have enough maction to win a game.
1: Yeah, I mean, they avoid Toledo, which is good, but they still have OU. I have them as like five points underdogs to Akron, which I know I just placed, I said something about their over, but that's normally a team that Vegas like preys on. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, this, and like Connor said, until Vegas really catches on here, like, fade the hell out of this team. All right, Connor, I'm going to take us to Conference USA here. And Jerry, kill we trust. Take the over. It's at five for New Mexico State. This team went bowling last year. This team won seven games. forgot I was
0: wearing my New Mexico State shirt.
1: Like, and Diego Pavia is back. They have games against Massachusetts, Western Illinois. So they should start off 2-0. I also have them favored in eight of their games. And all I need is to win five games. Now, most of these are on neutrals, so there's some numbers that are going to be mixed up there. But coming down on their schedule, man, it's really not hard. They get Hawaii on their schedule. New Mexico's on their schedule, which should be an auto win. I know it's a rivalry game. I know it's at New Mexico. FIU, Sam Houston, good FCS program that's jumped up the FBS. That should still be a win. It's at home. Jerry Kill's a really good coach, dude. This team's going to go bowling again. I'm taking the over on five. Now, Connor, to the bell.
0: To the belt, to the fun belt.
1: You know, I love me some Davis Brin, yeah. former Tulsa quarterback.
0: A little bit too much. The
1: Jameis Winston of the Sun Belt.
0: No fucking kidding. That, gonna, that could have been the best analogy. You've he's going
1: to throw some touchdowns, but he's going to throw some picks. Um, Clay Helton, not. I I mean I think this is a good job for him. Like I don't know if he could succeed at like a very high level, like a Power Five. We saw the USC experience didn't go very well for him, but that's also a program that has very high expectations. Yeah. But they went seven and six last year, seven returning starters from last year on the offense. And Davis Brenton comes in, who, like I said, in that air raid style system, who's now going to get to sling it more and more. If he can cut down on the turnovers, I think it seems fine. Jalen White's also back, who is a really good running back. Another year in that system, I think he's going to be fine. I'm taking the over in six and a half. All right.
0: Onto one of my favorite teams in the fun Belt, South Alabama. Win total sitting at seven and a half on FanDuel and an eight on DraftKings. Sun Belt odds sitting at plus three thirty on FanDuel. Uh, they ve- last season they very easily could have won the Sun Belt if they weren't in the same damn division as Troy lose the one game to troy and ultimately like couldn't get past uh couldn't get past past the stupid divisions to make it into the championship uh the offense and defense each return nine starters putting them in the top 10 in college football in returning production on a team that finished 10 and 3. lone loss was to the champion of the conference in your own division And they were also a last-second, well, it what last-second field goal from from UCLA to beating UCLA at UCLA. They should be a force in the Sun Belt. They also brought in several Power Five transfers on a team that is returning so many damn starters. Honestly, I was with how much production they are bringing back on such a stellar team. I'm surprised that the win total was at seven and a half. So I'm hammering the over seven and a half, and they're going to probably be my play to win the Sun Belt.
1: I agree with everything you said. I'm taking the over there, and they are my pick also to win the Sun Belt. Um, Unfortunately, to end on a sour note and a down note, this is more just a system play in general. Old Dominion won three games last year. They returned six of those players from a year ago. They didn't really bring in a ton of talent. And the win totals at three and a half. And I have them double digit dogs in ten of their twelve games. So that's something I'm just that's more of a system thing. I gotta you have to play that. If that means they would have to upset two teams that are ten points underdogs too. And I just it's a big ass there.
0: Women lie, men lie, numbers don't.
1: Exactly. Um yeah, it's gonna basically wrap up the win totals with the group five independents. Next week, Connor, we are doing our position draft. Yes. We are doing all of our picks. Yes. And, and
0: literally everything that has to do with season futures. We'll probably do our Heisman draft. What other drafts do we do? I don't First know. First coach we, fired. We, well, we kind of got rid of that Not after sure. we started doing the breakdown.
1: I sure so. Yeah, until next week, we have one more preview, and then we got week zero football, baby. All right, we're out of here. Peace!